For those of you watching at home, I'm logging into our live stream. I know there's a delay, but um, I might be asking you guys a few questions. So if you want to open up the little chat box and just tell me where you're listening from. Also, if you're at home or, or in here, I'm going to be taking a look this morning at Psalm 37. So if you have your Bibles, I encourage you to open up at home, go grab your Bible, and uh, just turn to Psalm 37. And if you want to read through it real quick while I ramble for a few minutes, um, that would be okay with me. You won't, you won't offend me. I'm not talking about the football game today. I'm talking about kind of the bigger game, the game of life. And as we look at Psalm 37, do you know that Psalm 37.4 is my life verse? It is. I'm going to embarrass myself again today and show you something that I made about 26 years ago. Do you know that this year, Monica and I celebrated our 25th wedding anniversary? That's right. That is, that is an accomplishment for me. <laughs> yeah, I was, this is when I was young. Those big old Coke bottle glasses. Monica's still gorgeous. I have no more gray hair. I'm just going to pause right here. Um, there's a heart up on the screen, gentlemen. This is your one-week notice. <laughs> Next Sunday is Valentine's Day. So you can thank me later for the reminder. No, back when I was in college, uh, my best man, I was his best man, he was my best man, his name is Bruce, and I actually miss Bruce a lot. We lost touch probably 20-something years ago, and just recently I saw he was on Facebook, and so if you're watching Bruce out there, I'd love to reconnect. Um, It's been way too long. But he was an art major, and I said, Bruce, I want to make a heart. I'm not a crafty person at all or an art person. So we went down, bought a circle piece of wood. He took me to the art studio. We were at Point Loma at the time. And they, what do you call the thing that you cut wood with? A, a, a saw? But you can't use a saw to cut like this shape. It was a special thing where we can, I sort of made a lopsided heart out of this. And this picture, this is before Monica and I were, was engaged. Uh, we had cheap dates. And this cheap date, I believe, was at Sears in San Diego, and they had some kind of special on getting pictures together. I don't know if it was free or just free samples. It was a free sitting, and so this is the free sitting picture when we were dating because we thought that would be fun. And so we, I did the little burn thing with, you know, the matches, or I don't know how we did it. Stuck it on there, glossed it over, um, and they got a plaque made with my life verse. And I don't know if you can see it on the screen, uh, but it's Psalm 37, 4. Delight yourself in the Lord, and he will give you the desires of your heart. That was my mom's life verse. And by the way, this last Friday marks six years. If you knew Marianne Fisher, can you believe it's been six years um, since she went to glory? But that was her life verse, and it became my life verse. Delight yourself in the Lord, and he will give you the desires of your heart. And when I proposed to Monica... I actually took this to her dad and, and showed him my handiwork because her dad is a big, you know, woodworker, and he wasn't too embarrassed by this. But he said, yeah, go for it. Um, and I, I presented this to you when I, when I proposed. And 25 years of marriage has all been about, for the most part, 
um, delighting ourselves in the Lord and letting his desires become our desires. And to be able to work in ministry together at Stony Brook and in ministry together here at Coast and just loving the Lord has been amazing. Um, And I, I don't know about you, but these past few months, this past year, especially in our nation, and this is not a political speech at all, but I've been disheartened, <laughs> you know, with, with the world we live in, and the nation we live in, the state we live in. It's been, it's been brutal and devastating and heartbreaking um, in so many ways. Yet I point back to this verse, like, what is my response supposed to be? Delight yourself in the Lord, and he'll give you the desires of your heart. So I just went back um, a couple months ago and just started reading Psalm 37, the whole chapter all over again. And that's what I want to do with you this morning. I want to take a look at Psalm 37. And if I get to rambling, because that's what I'm good at, um, this, I'm, I'm actually doing this message again for my junior hires here at Stony Brook on Thursday, so you're like my warm-up um, warm for you. I just pretend I'm talking to junior hires anyway, because that's the level I talk at. Um, but when I look at Psalm 37, here's, here's my takeaway. Life's not fair. But God wins in the end, so delight yourself in the Lord. As we talk about teams and football teams, you know, spiritually, are we on the right team? Are we playing for the right side? So I want to start with um, this idea that life's not fair. Mr. Bennett's not here today, but if you ever went to Stony Brook Christian School and you had him in junior high school, uh, Mrs. Diebel probably knows what I'm going to say say right now. I, you probably won't remember anything he taught. Um, well, maybe you would because he was an amazing teacher. But I can guarantee you'll remember one thing he always told the kids, probably on a daily basis. Who knows what that phrase is? It's on the screen. <laughs> Life's not fair. And boy, is he right in that See, Psalm 37, my life verse is, delight yourself in the Lord, and he'll give you the desires of your heart. When you look at this chapter, it's kind of surrounded in a world of wickedness and evil. And, and I just want to point out a few verses. Um, I cannot see that screen back there. But in verse 1, David writes, Do not fret because of those who are evil, or be envious of those who do wrong. In verse 7, the second half of verse 7, he says, Do not fret when people succeed in their ways, when they carry out their wicked schemes. In verse 12, we see that the wicked plot against the righteous and gnash their teeth at them. In verse 14, we read that the wicked draw the sword and bend the bow to bring down the poor and needy to slay those whose ways are upright. In verse 21, we see that the wicked borrow and do not repay. In verse 32, we see that the wicked lie in wait for the righteous intent on putting them to death. In verse 35, we see that I've seen a wicked and ruthless man flourishing like a luxuriant native tree. My takeaway from this is that just like in David's day, just like today, 
human nature is sin. <laughs> and we live in a world that's corrupt and evil. And just like David Bennett at Stony Brook tell the kids that, hey, life's not fair. We live in a world that's not fair. We live in a world that's corrupt. People cheat, lie, steal their way to the top. I had a family in my office this past week. I'm the principal at Stony Brook, by the way, if you didn't know. I had a family in my office, and we were talking about their child's progress. And the child wanted to compare themselves to others. You know, well, they cheated, they cheated, they cheated. Yeah, it starts young. (laughs) And they might get away with it. Teacher might not catch them. But all you can do is you do what's right. You take personal responsibility. You do the next right thing. This COVID thing this past year has thrown a lot of us for a loop. And we're doing school differently. We're blessed to be on campus, but it's definitely different. It's rocked many of your businesses. Um, It's not fair. You've seen people cheat in in politics, whatever, left or right. I don't, that's not my my concern, but we've just seen um, the results of what happens when things are done out of hate, out of spite, out of vengeance, out of frustration, when God's not a part of it. So right now, I need a volunteer. It could be young, old, someone to come up on stage, but you have to be willing to get wet. All right. Sam, you're lucky. I can take more than one volunteer. Yeah, come on up. All right, come on up. You got to take your hat off, though. Are you willing to take your hat off? All right. Go, go put that, like, on the in center stage. Yeah. And one at a time, we're going to play a little game, Okay. So go ahead and stand over here. Oh, I need the microphone. Here you go. You're first. Me? Yeah, you come sit here. Okay. Depending on how you answer this will depend on how the results come out. So I have, tell everybody your name. Uh, I'm Reed. You're Reed? Yes, I'm Reed. And how old are you, Reed? Eleven. Talking to the mic so people at home can hear. Eleven. And what's what what um what grade are you in? Sixth. Sixth grade. Okay, so Reed, I have water. Yes. It's water, right? Mm. I have some colored pencils. Why don't you pick one? Okay, he's going for brown. No, that's dark and red. I have a ziploc. That's not brown. No, it's dark red. It's dark red. Okay, sorry. I can't see up here. It's dark. And I have a Ziploc baggie. So now for you guys watching at home, um, I'm going to tell you what I'm going to do. And I'm going to have you all make a prediction. Okay? I'm going to pour this water into this Ziploc bag. And then Ziploc it. I'm going to put it over his head. And then I'm going to take his pencil and poke it through. Okay? You with me? Now I need you to make a prediction. Do you think you're going to get wet? No? No. If you're watching at home, I want you to predict if you think he... I can make this work however I want it to. So... If I was doing that, I would not be wet. You would not be wet. So at home, just type in, do you think he's going to get wet? Yes or no? 
In here, how many of you think he's going to get wet? How many of you think he's not going to get Put wet? Put your hand down, Desi. All right, we have, we have a mixed bag here. How many of you want him to get wet? Okay. Put your hand down, Desi. See, it all depends on how you ask the question. So I'm going to pour this water in here. Okay. There's no tricks. It's really in here. I'm going to Ziploc it. I just got to warn, I have not practiced this. <laughs> I saw it on YouTube, so we'll see how this works. All right. I'm holding it over his head. Nothing going on. Um, oh, yeah, there's a delay, so I can't see their predictions yet. So I will, we'll see. All right, you guys are next. You still want to volunteer? It just, it just depends. Okay. Hold this? No, you can hold that. All right, here we go. Wow. How many of you really thought he was going to get wet? Isn't that amazing? All right, let's give let's give him a hand. Good job. All right, next. Name, age, grade. Uh, Levi. I'm 12, and I'm in sixth grade. All right, pick a color. Another sixth grader. Uh-oh. This isn't that sharp. Do you think on the second pencil he's going to get wet? All right, one person. Do you want him to get wet? Yeah, all right, let's see. Done. Not a drop. Is that amazing? All right, Sam. Name, age, grade. Um, I'm Sam. I'm 16, and I'm in 10th grade. All right. I'm sorry. Pick, oh, pink. All right. Hey, Max, use your sweatshirt. He's wearing a pink sweatshirt, right? So there's something about going last, because it's my last one. i got to make it fun, right? No. No? How many of you think he's going to get wet this time? All right. Nothing. Nothing. Boo. Should I just dump it on one right now? No, no. All right. Oh, pull the pencils out? All right. All right, you can go sit, Sam. Thank you. There's so many object lessons we can, you know, we can take from this. One is just about making predictions. You know, if you thought... Who thought you can stick a pencil through a Ziploc bag full of water and nothing happened? You know, when I first saw this, I'm like, there's no way. Water is just going to leak out. My prediction was wrong. How many times in life have we predicted things that just don't turn out the way they seem to? I mean, nobody saw 2020 coming, right? Um, Nobody thought a year ago, a few weeks ago, Kobe Bryant would have crashed in in a helicopter Nobody would guess we'd have health issues, you know, and cancer and sickness. Nobody thought we'd lose our businesses. Um, Nobody thought there would be so much political, well, maybe we did think that, you know, anger and hate and rage right now. Um, But life's not fair. Life's not fair. But guess what? God wins in the end. So let's look back at Psalm 37. 
we serve a sovereign God. And just like the song said this morning, kingdoms will rise and fall, but his throne reigns. And the sooner we can get that perspective in our life and realize that we're on his team playing for him in the world that we are surrounded with and living in, the better off we're going to be. So let's look at God's promises. You know, no matter what happens in 2021, no matter what holes get poked in our lives, (laughs) you know, here's some promises from God that we can live on. Which one are we starting with? Oh, verse 2. I'm going to start with verse 1 again. Do not fret because of those who are evil or be envious of those who do wrong. For like grass, they will soon wither. Like green plants, they will soon die away. Verse 9, kind of a little before. Do not fret, it only leads to evil. For those who are evil will be destroyed. Verse 12 and 13 again. The wicked plot against the righteous and gnash their teeth at them. But the Lord laughs at the wicked, for he knows their day is coming. Verse 14 and 15 again. The wicked draw the sword and bend the bow to bring down the poor and the needy to slay those whose ways are upright. But their swords will pierce their own hearts and their bows will be broken. Verse 21 and 22, the wicked borrow and do not repay, but the righteous give generously. And the Lord blesses, bless, those the Lord blesses will inherit the land, but those he curses will be destroyed. Verse 28 again, for the Lord loves the just and will not forsake his faithful ones. Wrongdoers will be completely destroyed. The offspring of the wicked will perish. Verse 38, but all sinners will be destroyed and there will be no future for the wicked. And as I've been dwelling on Psalm 37, I was just reminded when we step back, we get so caught up in our daily lives and the world we live in in our community and our nation and what's going on in the world that every now and then we just got to step back when we peel back the later layers of life, we realize that, you know what? We can't control everything. You know, life is a series of results from our choices we make in life. And it's also a series of circumstances that happen in our life. Things we can't control. Life's going to poke holes <laughs> in the life you're living. But one thing we can bank on is that God is sovereign. God wins in the end. I don't know about you or your story or your life right now, um, but if there's people in your life that have hurt you, if you've been cheated, um, if you've been lied to, if on a a bigger scale, the world that we live in, if if there's injustice going on or persecution, um, whatever it may be, we can bank on the fact that God wins in the end. Yeah, there's going to be wickedness and evil all around us. And it seems like it's increasingly growing. And Scripture tells us it's going, to, it's going to get increasingly worse until he comes. But as believers, you know, we've got to trust in his sovereignty. God wins. Life's not fair, 
but God wins in the end. So what's our response to be? And that's where my life first comes in. Yeah, life's not fair. I know God's going to win. So in the meantime, Psalm 37.4, I'm going to delight myself in the Lord and let him give me the desires of my heart. But there's more than that. Verse 3, trust in the Lord and do good. Dwell in the land and enjoy safe passage. Delight yourself in the Lord and he will give you the desires of your heart. Commit your way to the Lord. Trust in him and he will do this. He will make your righteous reward shine like the dawn, your vindication like the noonday sun. Verse 7, be still before the Lord and wait patiently for him. Verse 8, Refrain from anger and turn from wrath. Verse 23, the Lord makes firm the steps of the one who delights in him. Though he may stumble, he will not fall, for the Lord upholds him with his hand. Verse 27, turn from evil and do good, for the Lord loves the just and will not forsake his faithful ones. Verse 34, hope in the Lord and keep his way. Verse 37, consider the blameless, observe the upright. A future awaits those who seek peace. In verse 39 and 40, the salvation of the righteous comes from the Lord. He is their stronghold in time of trouble. The Lord helps them and delivers them. He delivers them from the wicked and saves them because they take refuge in him. Friends, life's not fair, but God wins in the end. So delight yourself in him. Realize that just like there's a big football game today, you know, this game of life, there's really two sides. There's the enemy and there's God's side. Which side are we playing on? What are the things you delight in right now in your life? What are your desires? I'm telling you, if your desires include things that are hateful, vengeful, spiteful, it's not from God. God is love. I'm playing on God's team. I need to be a person of love, a person who seeks peace. I'm going to trust in him. Vengeance is his. says the Lord. I got to get the right perspective. Some of my takeaways from this passage. Oh my goodness, I can't see that. My job is to love God and love others. Irregardless of the circumstances of this world, we know what kind of world we live in. This is an awesome psalm that just kind of is a, encapsulates what life is all about. Our job as believers in Jesus Christ is to love God with all our heart, soul, mind, strength, and to love each other. They'll know we're his disciples by the love we have for one another. Another takeaway I got is I need to trust God more in his sovereignty. Sometimes we just want to fix everything ourselves. We want to take vengeance ourselves and just make fix it all. I need to take a step back and just say, all right, God, I can't control everything. Some things are out of my hands. I can't control the darts that are coming my way. But I'm going to trust you. I'm going to trust you're going to win. And that you're a sovereign God. 
I'll give Caesar what Caesar's. I'll pray for those in authority over me and respect because just like the song says, you set up kingdoms and tear down kingdoms. And through all the craziness of life, God's will is still being done. Why? Because he's sovereign. We're playing on the right team. If what I do is full of hate, vengeance, spite, it's not from God because God's love. Vengeance is his. So as for me and my household, we want to serve the Lord. That's my prayer for my kids, my prayer for you. Wherever your circle of influence is, whether it's a church here, in your community, at your workplace, let's be people of love and bringing people the hope that we find in Christ Jesus. So I have to continually ask myself, what am I delighting in? I have to admit, I am a big sports fan. I'm going to delight in the football game this afternoon. Okay? I delight in my new dog. We got a new dog a few weeks ago. Sky. I told myself I would never get a dog again, but here I am, and she loves me the best. It's true. It's true. Ask any of my kids. She loves her daddy. I delight in a lot of things. But what I need to delight in most is delighting in the things of the Lord, delighting in his work, delighting in the things that he wants to accomplish. So just think about your desires, the things you desire in life, the things you long for. Are they lined up with the things of the Lord? Are your desires coming from him? That's maybe something you can ponder on this week. And I just encourage you, just read Psalm 37 over and over again. That's what I've been doing. And just clinging to his promises. Life's not fair, but God wins in the end. So delight yourself in the Lord. I want to give you a few examples of a couple families that I think are just nailing it right now. And one is the Ballinger family. I told him I was going to pick on them. Specifically Max. Uh, Max is in junior church right now. And, you know, I, I, I'm on Facebook every I really just scroll. I rarely post unless I'm preaching. I tell people to tune in like some are today. Thank you so much. Um, but every now and then the Ballingers just post things they're doing to serve others. You know, and, and just watching them in Awanas and teaching the TNTers. And so many of you, in the same way, just delighting yourself in the things that matter most. The things that further his kingdom. Well, little Maximus, nine years old, right? Um, Lindsay posted some things on Facebook that I think just encapsulate this whole message of delighting yourself in the Lord and letting him give you the desires of your heart. So put his letters up there. They might be hard to read. Um, But he wrote, be kind to everyone. Even if you are mad, you will be blessed. That comes out of a heart that knows the Lord. If you get angry... Don't hurt one another, but reason with each other, because that is the right thing to do. Do not call other people names, even if it is your enemy. They have feelings too. I think we can all take a lesson from that one. Next page. Even if you feel depressed, don't worry, because God is with you. Love your neighbors like yourself, even if they're mean. Do not lie. It is not the right thing to do to anyone, not even if you are looking. 
Is that right? Oh, joking. Not even if you're joking. Thank you, Maximus. That's amazing. Life lessons from a nine-year-old. He just encapsulated Psalm 37. Life's not fair. But your job is to love. Love your enemies, even if they're mean to you. Pray for those who persecute you. Our job is to love. We live in a world that desperately needs Jesus. And if we're bickering and fighting and arguing, when it's all said and done, that's not going to matter. What's going to matter is do we point people to Jesus and then let them make their choice, whether they accept it or not. But all of you, myself included, our life is a testimony, and hopefully it's a light for Christ. And if our life isn't exuding love like Maximus is teaching us, then it's not you know, projecting Christ. Well, every week, Tom usually promotes a movie. Usually it's a movie that kids can't watch. Um, but this morning, I'm not sure if this is really a kid movie or not, but it's another family. It's actually a documentary. If we can have the next slide. Anybody seen this? It's on Amazon Prime. You can rent it or buy it. It got recommended to me. It's called Free Burma Rangers. And it's the documentary of this family. Um, I forgot his name. David Eubank and his family. That just encapsulates Psalm 37. He used to be a, a, a ranger for 10 years in special forces. His dad was a missionary in Thailand, so he grew up a missionary kid. When he got out of the rangers, um, these people in Burma, Myanmar, um, hired him. He's a, he took his whole family to the front lines in, in, in Burma um, in the name of Jesus. Wife, three kids, um, and is training soldiers, really, to defend themselves. But, it, but really, it's, it's bringing medical supplies and hope. Um, to these people in the name of Jesus. In 2014, he took his whole family, him, his wife, three kids, to Mosul, Iraq, at the heat of ISIS, to the front lines, just drove right through all the security checks. People didn't blink and found the frontline general for Iraq, I forgot his name, um, and just started helping in the name of Jesus. It's a documentary um, that I highly recommend. It's a powerful story of someone that just wants to be on the front lines for God um, and saving lives literally um, and spiritually and just bringing the love of Christ to a world that needs it. Um, it's called Free Burma Rangers. I'd recommend just buying it because if you run it for seven bucks, you're going to want to watch it again and might, might as well just pay the 20. Um, and then you can have it and share it with your friends. Um, it is, it's, it's a documentary, so it's all live footage. It's, it's war, you know, um, but it's a pretty powerful Pretty powerful and encouraging story. Well, that's all my notes. Life's not fair, but God wins in the end. So delight yourself in the Lord.